all the news you need to know. Welcome to the Beautiful Butterfly Show, where great people and great topics are brought together for stimulating and thought-provoking conversation brought to you by the Vibration Radio Network. Welcome to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. want to welcome you guys back to another dynamic and special, special show right here on your radio network. I want to say definitely I appreciate you guys for all of you guys who tuned in last week as we talked about many, many topics last week, hot topics, and we did our first debut poetry segment on the Beautiful Butterfly Show, and it went off with a hit, so Definitely kudos to poetry, uh, spoken word artist, uh, Flow With It Flow Malone. She came on um, last Thursday, and we discussed her new poetry album entitled Flow Edit Tears. So you guys make sure you go and you purchase that, available on Reverb Nation, um, available on uh, Amazon as well, you guys. So make sure you guys go and check that out as well. So, with that said, so we're going to get to our special guest this evening. You guys, I'm excited about this show. It's going to be a very informative show. I always love shows that provide information um, to our listeners, uh, to our platform over here. So today, I'm honored to welcome Linda D. Wadley. She's coming on, you guys. And she's going to be talking about her book entitled A Soldier with a Backpack. And so, On today's show, we're going to be talking about PTSD, that's post-traumatic stress disorder for you guys who may not know. So we're going to delve into that, um, and I encourage you guys, I encourage you guys to make sure that you share this show, um, let, you know, pass the word along, let everybody know what we're talking about on the show tonight, Um, because this is a a touchy topic, but it's one that needs to be discussed. We have so many people dealing with PTSD, and a lot of us have no clue. Um, that they are. So um, I'm thrilled to have her on to provide this information with us this evening, you guys. So I'm not going to delay any longer. I'm going to bring um, our guest of the hour on here. Linda, are you there? Yes, I am. Good evening. Welcome. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Thanks for having me on your show. Absolutely. It is definitely my pleasure, my pleasure. And, of course, for the folks out there, including myself, um, tell us a little bit about who you are. Who is Linda Watley? Um, I live in Akron, Ohio. I work for a union company. I have two okay. sons, two adult sons and two granddaughters, and I enjoy time with my family, with my mom, and I really enjoy my relationship with God. And today I'm enjoying my journey with my new book that you just mentioned, Soldier with a Backpack, Living and Dying Simultaneously. I really look forward to getting the message out that God has given me through that book. So pretty much my life is real simple, but I'm a very happy and content person. Absolutely. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And I wanted to ask you, um, when when putting this book together, and and as I mentioned a little while ago, it's one of those topics that – um, we see um, on the news, however, and we always see it pretty much in 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 a, in a very mm-hmm. negative way, so to speak. You know, we only really find out what's going on when it comes to PTSD when um, you know there's been some type of uh, action that has went on, and the news is is you know spreading the story across the board. And so, for you, what made you decide um, that you were going? to have a book where you focus on um, PTSD? The reason why I really focus in to share it with the world is because I had a personal um, take in this because, excuse me, my son, he had served two terms in Iraq, 
the first time he came back, he was a little different, which we expected because you have to adjust to being back in the civilian life. But the second time he came back, he was a lot more different from the standpoint he didn't have no patience. He was very short sometimes in his mm-hmm. conversations. He was alienated mm-hmm. a lot of times. And he just looked so unhappy. And at times he would tell me life was so much easier for him when he was in Iraq because when he come back here, it's just so overwhelming trying to position yourself when you're still in soldier right. mode. And so right. eventually it took over a year before he was actually finally diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder. But when he told mm. me he had it, I took it to actually mean that life was stressing him out. But he had this episode one time, and I was talking to him on the phone, and he said, Mom, you don't get it. I keep telling you I have PTSD. He said, it's not what's going on in my life. It's what's going on inside of me. And mm-hmm. at that time, when he was talking to me, he was giving me a chance to bring him back into focus because he was totally out of focus at this time. He was having right. an episode where, you know, potential suicide, when you hear that term tired, that is a very dangerous place for people. And so this particular episode, he disappeared, and I didn't know where he was for over three hours. And then I get this call from the police department, and they're thinking that he's planning to take his life. Well, he said he was because he called the helpline. And so Mm -hmm. when I did get to see my son again and he was alive and well, I was determined that I was going to bond even closer with him with the understanding of post-traumatic stress disorder. So I began my research. And in the process of beginning my research, the spirit just took over the book because God wanted to use it as an instrument to get people into the unseen aspect of ourselves. And that's what post-traumatic stress disorder does. It gets you in touch with a higher and different reality that only you can see most of the time. So basically... It was my son and my heart for him that sent me to um, write the book. And I still have to admit, too, I also have post-traumatic stress disorder from my childhood experiences. And that's one of the things a lot of times people um, don't often think about that as well. You know, a lot of times stuff that has happened in our in our lives and especially um, in our childhood. Um, and so a lot of times we don't realize, you know, why certain things make us, um, you know, uncomfortable in certain situations and why certain things are triggers for us. And so a lot of times um, we chalk it up to as, you know, well, that's stuff that happened a long time ago and it really wasn't a label to put on it. But now where you have, you know, where you're able to say, you know what, yeah, I did experience some post-traumatic stress disorder from things that happened in my past, whether that was, you know, abuse um, going on in your home, whether that was physical, emotional, um, or mental, you know. And so a lot of times I think a lot of people tend to sweep that under the rug and don't really believe that, you know, that's what it is, in fact. And that is a huge problem in our society because, like, your childhood if your childhood was dysfunctional, especially with domestic violence, um, sexual abuse, I mean, just total neglect, sudden experiences that affected your emotions and your brain processing, the chances are you could have post-traumatic stress disorder. And the thing about it is so individualized. That's why they can't hardly nail it down to one solution because it's so unique for each person. And, like, right. when you have layers and layers of trauma, and abuse over years, you're just a walking time bomb anyway. And when you go undiagnosed, danger to society more so than those who are diagnosed with it. Mm -hmm. And why do you feel, and my question has always been, um, as I have have known, I've had um, some of my uncles and cousins and quite a few of my family members um, go into the military, the Marines, um, all different branches. And so um, why do you believe that once they come back, um, you know, and they might have been in Afghanistan, Iraq, wherever they were, why is it that when they um, are released and they come back home, are they not given um, the help in which they need, because a lot of times you have a lot of soldiers who come back and they're just, you know, kind of going through the motions. They're trying to readjust, 
um, but they just don't know how to grasp back onto how reality is, you know, here. Um, so do you think that um, they should have things in place or do they have things in place that when soldiers come back from combat, you know, they can go and get the help that they need? And you know that's a that's an extensive question there. Let me see yeah, what I yeah. start. <laughs> One of the problems is it's like they don't own the responsibility that mm-hmm. our soldiers are human beings, and yes, they have been affected by abnormal experiences that right. affect the dynamics of them as children of God, and that they have yes. a hard time, you know, deprogramming themselves back into the world, and in mm-hmm. some cases. People, when they're brief, you know, when they process them out, they pick them mm-hmm. for some kind of debriefing, but it's so surface. And a lot of times it just sweeps them through, just like, you know, how kids are in school these days. They sweep them through just to be able to move on. They don't really want to own responsibility or just assume that they deserve some time because I really do believe that the soldiers should be able to go someplace for at least a year just yeah. to yeah. Just to unwind, just to be and to mm-hmm. be around people Absolutely. like them for a while as they work right. their way back right. to society. Because society right. has a big part in the process of them not healing because of so many people who are heartless, selfish, um, insane. You know, like it's a lot of trauma and tragedy constantly going on. They go from one war zone to another. Some of them come yeah. back to the United States and end up dying here getting killed yep. here. So yep. the problem is it's not just the government. It's people, period. Everybody is so fragile, walking time bombs, you know, just alienated from each other. So when soldiers come back, they don't come back to no comfort zone. They come back still a soldier. Right. Right. And right. the people are supposed to be civilians, they kind of like soldiers too because you just never know just stepping out your door somebody's going to kill you. Or somebody's going to do right. something to someone to care about. So the whole problem Absolutely. is humanity. Yeah, and that's Absolutely. why that's why it's a big problem. It's more than just what the government is doing. Because when mm-hmm. I did my research, it was so sad how you know back during World War One and Two and Vietnam, all those Korean wars and different you know wars that they had. If you mm-hmm. even act like that war affected your mind. They would kill you. It was that bad that they was in that much denial. It was not a right for you to say something is wrong with you for years. I mean, PTSD, they called it shell shock. They had other terms that they used, but they didn't have no solutions and they wasn't owning responsibility. They wanted to keep an army going. So that was one of the major reasons why we so backed up with solutions and having a different type of society than what we have because of denial that goes so far back, those soldiers came back and set up households. And when they set those households up with post-traumatic stress disorder, undiagnosed, women were battered. Children were yes. abused. Yes. You know, yes. And their life was pretty yes. much over from drugs and alcohol because they could not actually get back to Absolutely. themselves. Absolutely. And so it's like a domino effect in society today. Mm-hmm. And I and, and I'm glad you brought that up because I had a uh, girl that I went to high school with, and she um, married um, a man who was in the military. And once he came back, you know, she said for the longest time he just he would just stay in his room. He just wanted to be, you know, very secluded from everyone. But at night is when the trouble started because he would have such severe dreams. And literally, she found, you know, him, like, really choking her in the middle of the night, you know, and she would have to kind of talk him through it, you know. And the first couple of times, you know, just scared her to death. And so eventually she had to learn that when he would have these dreams and have these episodes, she would kind of have to talk him through, you know, and get him to wake up and see, hey, you know, it's me. But, like, he's going full combat mode, you know, in this dream. So you're right when it comes to, you know, people getting abused because they're taking out their anger um, and they're reliving those memories over and over again. So I think it also should be something in place um, for spouses, you know, where you can go um, and they 
let you know, you know, what you're in store for when they return. You may not get the same individual that walked off, you know, when they first went on that tour when they come back. And so I think there should be something in place as well. And I think you brought up a good idea about, you know, soldiers having a place where they can go, um, you know, for up to a year um, and just, you know, readjust, you know, readjust back to the lifestyle uh, because it's not only hard on the soldiers, but it's also very difficult, you know, for the spouses, you know, that have to deal with this as well. Right. Anybody that cares about them, because what people don't understand, when you have a loved one with post-traumatic stress disorder, you might as well say you have post-traumatic stress disorder because you are on pins and needles, you have an excessive concern, and you stand and watch, making sure that they're not going too far to the left and finding the right time and words to bring them back to the right or center. So mm-hmm. it's like it becomes almost like an epidemic. Everybody is touched right. by post-traumatic stress disorder in some kind of way. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so for you, um, how, you know, once you learn like, what was going on uh, with your son, um, how have you guys been able to, I guess, um, support him in those moments when he, he seems, you know, to be noticeably having a, a difficult day. But the amazing thing about it, that's why I say the environment is so crucial to how they survive here in America. Mm-hmm. We have to individually get our hearts together so that the atmosphere is not so harsh. Like with my son, mm-hmm. when I wrote my manuscript, because it was really filled with the Spirit of God, it had messages there that I know that I could not have come up with that was able to help other people. And so when I finished my manuscript, because I knew it pertained to some of his life, I sent the book mm-hmm. to him, the manuscript to him, for him to read it. In less than about three hours, he sent it back to me, and he told me I had to get that book published because it was going to help a lot of people. And he was appreciative of that book because it, it drew us closer together because he saw that I understood when people can just know that you relate. They don't expect for you to be the right. answer, but you can relate. Right. It's a tremendous healing effect. I mean, I can knock on wood. So far he haven't had another episode like that one that led me to write that book. Wow. And That's then, a blessing. Yeah, so basically, like like I be telling him, I be having moments, I said I'm having a moment of severe anxiety because that's what it feels like at different times. Mm-hmm. It's like a compounding, yeah. intense anxiety for no apparent reason. Right. You don't have to take any yeah. outside triggers. It just seems to have seasons of its own when it's just going to manifest. And But when mm-hmm. you're conscious of your whole self and understand the language of your inner self, you can kind of like actually see it actually grasp it. It's like how you learn to live on the outside, you learn to move around on the inside. Sometimes I say a horse get out the gate, but it doesn't happen as often if you're not understanding. Mm -hmm. When you're understanding, the chances of the horse getting out the gate is lessened, and your life is more fruitful and you're thankful, and you can serve purpose to help other people if that's what you want to do. And most people with post-traumatic stress disorder tend to have good hearts, and they do want to help other people in some kind of way, even if it's just being a good parent, a good, you know, friend or whatever. Mm -hmm. But it do make you a better person when you actually come full circle and accept it. You have to embrace it. You have to own it. And when you do that, a lot of it kind of subsides. And so with us, because we have a bond, we are there for each other silently in a lot mm-hmm. of times. We don't have to really say yeah. a lot. Just the fact mm-hmm. that we know we're bearing witness of each Just other is yeah. strengthens us. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I wanted to, uh, again, for the listeners, tell you guys, um, give you the whole, you know, full definition of, of post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, a post-traumatic stress disorder can occur uh, after you have been through a traumatic event. A traumatic event is something terrible and scary that has um, that you have seen, heard about, or has happened to you. Um, it could be combat, exposure, child um, sexual or physical abuse, terrorist attacks, um, sexual or physical assault, um, serious accidents um, like a car wreck. You got natural disasters. Um, tornadoes, hurricanes, earthquakes. So you have a lot of things that can be the onset 
um, for PTSD. And I wanted to ask you, you mentioned um, a little while ago about how you discovered that you had a PTSD uh, through things that happened in your childhood. How old were you um, when you discovered, you know, I, I you know that I, I think I have, you know, PTSD from, you know, my childhood experiences? It just really wasn't no doubt about me having post-traumatic stress disorder. I just mm-hmm. didn't have a name for what I was experiencing right. in my life because, right. you know, when you're a child, you can't interpret things anyway. Right. You just know something right. happened and you you can't get back to before it right. happened. And mm-hmm. for me, I was four years old and my father, he had taken my virginity. And from that moment, my processing of life was just traumatized. It was not a normal processing of how to function around people with myself. I didn't know how to be a happy, balanced child. I always felt strange. I always didn't want to be around people. I was extra inverted, you know. It just started, I'm sure, because that's where my memory first flashes back to. And then right. the domestic violence that we had in the home. Um, my mm-hmm. brother, he had a heart problem, ambulance lights flashing, and you're waking up out of your sleep. It was just combinations and layers that caused me to not to be able to appear in the world free to be a child. I felt right. like an alien, actually. <laughs> That's the best right, way to describe right. it. I felt like yeah. an alien. I was so out of touch with how to function as a human being. I just had no clue to what it meant, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and the aftermath speaks for itself, you know. Eventually I had the diagnosis, you know, later on in life it was just actually given, you know, and mm-hmm. it kind of makes you feel better to know that you have something that made you different besides just being strange. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't really share with anybody. I didn't share a whole lot of anything with anybody because I was so used to being closed. So for a long time, I was just here. I believe it was when I went into the military, actually, that I started realizing that I could be somebody because I was, for all those years, nobody. Because I felt invisible, like people didn't even realize anything about me. Nobody even realized how many times I was crying inside that I wanted to get out, I wanted to attach to people, and I didn't know how. And anxiety as as a child, you don't realize that's what it is, but it's a horrific experience because you're standing there and people are talking to you and you can't explain to them what's happening. I mean, it's just Mm -hmm. like a sobbing inside your nervous system, and you're supposed to be outside playing with kids, and they don't even realize you're trying to, you know, get past this moment of this Right. Constant beating on your nervous system, <laughs> you know. Yeah, right. It's definitely a Absolutely. personal journey. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what I want to do is I just uh, want to take a brief break, but when I come back and more, we're going to talk about um, how uh, friends and family uh, can support and help those who are experiencing PTSD and how they can be that good support system that they need and so forth. So we're going to talk about that more um, when we come back from these breaks right here on The Beautiful Butterfly Show. Welcome to The Beautiful Butterfly Show, where everyday topics come together, get discussed, and you get informed. As always, we appreciate your time and your support of this awesome platform, brought to you by no other than Vibration Radio. Sit back, relax, and enjoy another fantastic episode of The Beautiful Butterfly Show. Always will be a road. 
And welcome back, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. We are joined this evening by Arthur Linda B. Watley, you guys, and we are discussing her book entitled A Fat Pack. And before the break, I asked a question on what can family members and loved ones and spouses do to create that support on a lot of our soldiers and those in just in general who are dealing with PTSD um, can you know, lean on their support when they're going through those uh, difficult moments. So, Linda, I wanted to ask you, and particularly uh, with your son, you mentioned that um, it's also about the environment, about the environment in which they're in. So how can how can those who have loved ones and spouses who have uh, who have PTSD, um, what have you learned? You know, just from your personal experiences, are ways to be that support system um, for your son and and for him to be vice versa for that for you. Well, I, one important thing is the more information that you gather as an individual, and of course we have to pray. That is just something we can't do too much of. And just pretty right. much being a good friend, you know, being gentle, being sensitive. You know, just kind right. of following their lead and see where they are, being, you know, attentive and also being as normal as you can as though that's not their problem. You know, like treating mm-hmm. them like they have PTSD, but, you know, just embracing them with some gentleness and communication, sharing your life, you know, getting them in touch with reality and experiences mm-hmm. and, you know, like giving them encouragement like there are some good things going on in the world, you know, and as an individual, like I say, if you can just be a gentle presence, a spiritual presence, because it's the unseen that's going to take care of everything. We can only do so much physically. A lot of people don't want to own that. But the reality Absolutely. is what we have inside of us can make a difference. I mean, you could come into a room and they could be having a moment just because of your spirit. Your spirit is lined up. That can make a difference for them. It could be a silent healing or a connection, you know, Everything we do physically can only do so much. But if we right. do it with the right spirit, it can make a big difference. And that's why I like the book that God gave me, you know, Soldier with the Backpack, Living and Dying Simultaneously, because in it, it gives you a journey to your soul. And see, that's what's missing. Mm-hmm. Our souls are starving. Our spirits are Definitely. starving. That's why we're not Definitely. getting a lot of things done physically. We, we need to right. understand our inner self so that we can share it, you know, unite together inwardly. And when that happens, right. it helps everybody. Right. To diagnose Absolutely. and undiagnose people. We're setting up a desperate society because individually we're not really being spiritually guided and fed. Right. Absolutely. And it's just so important. And, and- and, and what do you believe as far as the government? Uh, do you believe that they would ever put anything in place, um, you know, where the soldiers can can get more of the help they need? Because we have so many soldiers, and you think about it, you have so many people that go off and they risk their lives for this country, and they come back to, most of the time, absolutely nothing. You know, not none of the help that they need, none of the resources. We see so many vets, you know, trying to find funding, housing to live in. Do you think it would ever get to a point, you know, where the government really steps in and tries to make some changes? But, you know, that's an amazing thing that I've discovered about that is, now, when I talk to women who work with the government since they've been in the military, they Mm -hmm. seem to be more disappointed with the reality. They see, they feel like there's so much more that could be done, even though some things are being done. But when I hear men talk about it, after they have heard me on the show saying how disappointed I was with the system, and they said, trust me, mm-hmm. because I work with the system, there are improvements. They are getting better. And, you know, like okay. looking at okay. my son's life and his impact with um, help and support from the government was tremendous. He really enjoyed his counselor. His counselor listened to him and helped him and, you know, gave him a focus. So, it's like extremes. There's a long way to go. But some people say it has been some improvement, but the improvement is so backed up because they had denied it so long, you know, to own it because it's like they don't want people to not want to be a soldier. So they don't really mm-hmm. want to own the results of being a soldier is PTSD 
is a good chance, you know. So right. they don't want to really, really own it. But it's a lot of people that I know who have gotten help. I know a lot of people who didn't and still need help. But it seems to me the females are having the most difficult time from the, what I'm hearing and what I've read. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's like it's still a work in progress. Wow. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. And one of the things that I definitely uh, want to discuss, um, of course, is, is what people are going to be in store for when they purchase this business. So I want to take uh, just a, a quick break, and we're going to come back. We're going to talk about what you guys can be in store for when you go and purchase this book, um, because I want you guys to know what's going to be inside. We're not going to give away too much, but we're going to share what's going to be inside this book and how um, it's going to be beneficial uh, to you and to others and your loved ones. So we're going to talk about that more uh, when we come back right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. The Beautiful Butterfly Show would like to thank you for tuning in. Please be sure to follow us on Instagram. That's at Instagram.com forward slash The Beautiful Butterfly Show. Also on Facebook.com forward slash The Beautiful Butterfly Show. And last but certainly not least, you can also catch up with us on Twitter. That's at Twitter.com forward slash The Beautiful Butterfly Show. And thank you once again for tuning in on behalf of the Vibration Radio Network. And welcome back, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly, and I want to invite you guys, of course, to the Let Your Voice Be Heard out of the benefit event in support of Sexual Assault Awareness Month um, and the Still Standing Foundation that is being put on by Northern Kenny York, also known as Kenyatta York, um, and your radio network is a sponsor of this awesome event. It's taking place uh, this weekend, you guys, April 9th, and it's going on in Decatur, Georgia, you guys, um, at the Decatur Art House. Um, tickets are still available on eventbrite.com. All you have to do is look for the Let Your Voice Be Heard, uh, or you can go to kennyenterprises.com and purchase your ticket. Um, it's going to be an awesome event, you guys. We got They're going to have food, fashion show, music, spoken word, live art. Um, they're also going to have some amazing women who are going to tell their story um, that they dealt with uh, when it comes to sexual assault and more. And we're also going to have our very own uh, Lisa Tillman Page uh, from Your Radio Network. She's going to be on site. She's going to be interviewing some um, awesome, awesome ladies. So we're looking forward to that. We're looking forward to that, and uh, we definitely um, – um, are in support of anything that is about uplifting, educating, and informing people over here on your radio network. As always, you can also go and download our app um, on your phone. You can download the YRN 1328 app on your phone. and You can listen to um, not only just this show, um, but you can listen to uh, Brother Ramiel on Conscious Vibes. You can listen to Sherry P. Uh, uh, Priceless Minds. You can listen to Trent Williams with Conversations with Trent. Um, and you can listen to him and Anthony uh, with uh, Your Radio, Your World um, as well. So you can listen to everybody here, all the episodes, music, and more. Make sure you download the app YRN 1328. You guys, and we're going to get back to our special guest uh, this evening. You guys, we're on with Linda D. Watley. Linda, when we purchase this book, when folks pick up this book, uh, what kind of things have you compiled um, in this book um, that you believe will be helpful and beneficial to not only those that have PTSD, but those who may even want to gain a better understanding, insight of what PTSD is? I am really excited about this book because it is so unique. This book is talking to our souls. And the feedback that I'm getting is really um, amazing because it individualizes each person. It takes them to a journey into the soul of themselves. 
not just mm-hmm. somebody else that they're concerned about, but it's like to get you reconnected with your inner self. It's like when God had me put this message together, he wanted to bring his people to come within where he is. And when you start reading the book, it's like the soul is what's being fed. It's not so much your emotions in your mind as much as it's your soul. And it's like mm-hmm. it's like reestablish your faith. And it's like the more conscious you are about something, the less of a hold and fear it has on you. So what this book does, right. it creates a very positive and spiritual conscious of post-traumatic stress disorder because basically what the goal is is to show people how normal it is. See, just like when you have injuries on the outside from trauma, you know, physical wounds and people tend to them, and when they have diabetes or heart conditions or whatever, cancer, you know, they find a conscious way to deal with it that lessens the blows. And so what my book does is it creates a conscious of healing from within. It's like a roadmap to back to yourself, that better, higher part of yourself. It's like God wants to meet each reader there and reestablish their base. And when post-traumatic mm-hmm. stress disorder comes into their life, it won't be so overwhelming because they'll understand the inner dynamics of themselves. And that's what's really right. knocking people off their feet is that they don't have that inner language because we're right. so alpha. Right. And so this book takes you deep within yourself and you know what's happening. Even though it's my story, some kind of way, the way God had me write it, it becomes your story because it's your soul mm-hmm. because we're all united together in right. the unseen anyway. And it shows you right. how to exist in a better conscious. And post-traumatic stress disorder forces you to focus in anyway. And so God is using that opportunity to bring his people together on the inside. So when you read the book, you're going to really, really enjoy the renewal of your spirit and your soul. You're going to have hope. You're going to have confidence. And then you're going to realize that post-traumatic stress disorders don't have to be a death sentence because Mm, people are afraid of it because they don't know a lot about it because they're dealing with it on the outside. And obviously it's an inside job. And if you could go in there and nurture yourself and, you know, lecture yourself, embrace yourself, correct yourself, then you won't be so overwhelmed with it. So what my book book does is it just teaches you how to walk around within yourself. And that gives you a different kind of confidence too because I notice even when I read it, I'm just amazed that I'm not the person I was before I wrote that book. I am so much grounded and higher in myself or thankful. It's like it's a spiritual renewal that I'm I'm feeling confident about. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wonderful. Wonderful. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I I love the fact that when you can gain a better understanding out of something that you read, um, it it means that even more. And I think a lot of us just go around, you know, thinking and feeling that we understand certain things when, in fact, there's a lot of it to it that we don't. So to be able to have something before you that you can read, um, and understand um, how it's affecting others' lives and maybe even your life, depending on the situation, um, is always going to be beneficial. So I am thrilled about this book, um, and I can't wait to read it myself. So for the listeners out there, tell them uh, when the book's going to be available and how they can go about purchasing it. Okay, it's available now on Amazon, in Kindle, and in paperback. It's also available at Barnes & Noble. It's available on my website at www.lindadianewatley.com, and it's also on LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn as Linda D. Watley. Also on Facebook at Linda D. Watley and Linda Diane Watley. And if anybody has any questions or anything they would like to share, my email address is universallove with one L, twenty six at yahoo.com. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So you guys definitely make sure you go out and you support this uh, purchase here by a couple copies for those um, in your family and so forth. And so, Linda, I definitely appreciate you coming on here. I, I've gained uh, so much a greater understanding and insight about this, um, and I'm just glad that you were able to come on here um, and share your story and share your son's story as well. 
and um, and put all that into this awesome book so that everybody can get their hands out there because a lot of us, you know, a lot of us are just going through so much in life, and sometimes it's unexplainable, and we wonder, like, what's wrong? You know, is it just me? And we come to find out that we're not alone in some of these battles and struggles that we deal with on a daily basis. Uh, so I'm definitely commending you on this awesome book. And um, tell the folks out there how they can connect with you as far as social media. Yeah, I'm on Facebook, and I have an author page that's Linda Diane Watley, and I have a regular Facebook, which is Linda D. Watley. I'm on LinkedIn as Linda D. Watley. My Twitter is Universal, at Universal, and my email, I really like receiving emails so people have questions or would like to understand more at UniversalLove1L26 at Yahoo.com. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. And like I said, uh, it has been a pleasure having you on the show tonight. Um, I'm glad that you were able to come on here and uh, enlighten us on this um, topic. And I definitely appreciate it as well. And definitely, I would love to have you back on here again uh, real soon uh, to discuss uh, even more uh, surrounding this topic. And I definitely appreciate you coming on here. I appreciate you allowing me to be here today. Absolutely. Too. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. It's my pleasure, and I will be definitely talking with you soon, and I hope you have a great uh, rest of your evening and a fantastic rest of your week. You too. Thanks a lot. All right. You're welcome. Thank you. Take care. All right. You too. All right, you guys, that was Linda D. Wiley. Make sure you guys go out and purchase a soldier with a backpack available on Amazon. I will be putting that on the Beautiful Butterfly Show page as well as the Bianca Fly Show page um, as well, so you guys can purchase that. Um, It's an awesome book. It definitely shares so many nuggets uh, when it comes to post-traumatic stress disorder and just, just gives you a better and greater understanding of things as well. And once again, um, I want to uh, thank you guys who called in, to those of you that are listening, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you name it. I definitely appreciate you. Once again, I want to invite you guys um, to the Let Your Voice Be Heard uh, benefits of sexual assault awareness taking place this weekend, you guys, April 9th, uh, at the Decatur Art House put on by Kenyatta York. Uh, you guys can locate her on Facebook as well. Uh, YRN is a sponsor of this awesome event, our own Lent, uh, <laughs> our very own um, host uh, from the show as well is going to be um, on there. She's going to be on site. Lisa Tillman Page, she's going to be on there, you guys, and uh, she's going to be streaming um, and interviewing some awesome folks from this event, so stay tuned for that. As always, you can download our app. Yep, yep, you can download our app. Take us anywhere you like. YRN 1328 available on your app now downloaded uh, so you can keep up what's going on with all of us over here on your radio network. And with that said, you guys, we definitely appreciate you guys so much. And uh, we thank you guys for tuning in, and we definitely appreciate you guys. And I'll see you back here again on Thursday, you guys, we got Oliver T. Reed coming in the building. That's Apostle uh, Dr. Oliver T. Reed, a good friend of mine. He's coming on. He's going to be talking about his book entitled Manhandled, and I'm excited. I'm thrilled. We always have a great time with Oliver T. Reed. So make sure you check us out this Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on your radio network. So that's it, folks. We're going to get ready to get out of here. Hope you guys have a fantastic evening.